Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Baseball is back, and so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode and catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. Justin Steele's first pitch is hit high and deep right field by Kyle Schwarber. Back at the wall is Suzuki. He's looking up and it's gone. Kyle Schwarber, who spent the week at the All-Star Game in Los Angeles, has homered on his first swing, first pitch he sees to start the second half. And it's 1-0 Philly. Well, if you turn the game off right there. (laughs) Good night. Good morning, everybody. I'm Glenn Mack now with Jody Mack. How you doing, Jody? Good, buddy, except uh, for the next uh, <laughs> eight innings of that game. Yes, yeah. they got through the top of the first two, yeah. Schwab and homers, and then, unfortunately, they had to play eight more innings. <sighs> yeah, uh, I was long gone. Well, let me just give the uh, the, the basics. 15-2 to Chicago. Cubs out hit the Phillies 19-6. to Five home runs for the Cubs. No, five, excuse me, two home runs in the ninth inning. Five runs for the Cubs in the ninth off of that uh, that ace reliever Garrett Stubbs on the mound. Jody, I, I was long gone by then. I don't know about you. I was uh, I watched the last episode of The Old Man, which we'll talk about later, which means I miss Derek Hall uh, hitting that 450-foot bomb. So the Phillies kind of bookended the game, I guess, is what it was, right? You went to uh, The Old Man. I went to Monday Night Raw. So, uh, oh, yeah, we both, we both got out. Uh, go. Didn't need to see a further beatdown. And, yes, I, too, missed the uh, home run uh, by Hall in the bottom of the ninth. Yeah, it was depressing because uh, I told you yesterday I was going to put up a Twitter poll. Uh, and I did, like, 24 hours before uh, our show today was going to start. So I thought I could get a decent number of respondents. And uh, I, I know how I voted and, oh, by the way, quickie here, because uh, when you and I were last on, we did our uh, favorite uh, draft in the greatest TV shows of all time. Yeah. And I love the comments that we got after we put it up on Twitter. But how many people felt the need to point out spelling mistakes? Really? Yes. On Twitter? Are you going to do that, really? Well, Jamal did a great job. Uh, Jamal. I'm th- thinking Jamal, our former producer. Uh, Jamal Tahir Odom. A, that was a few years back. Yeah, yeah just a couple, a couple decades. Um, Tahir did a great job, and uh, there was a lot of stuff to put down there, and he might have misspelled a name or two of a show or whatever, and people are just sitting there correcting his spelling, which makes me nuts, and they did it to me in the poll question I put up yesterday. After a four-day hiatus, the Phillies are back tonight. How would you describe your your feeling of their return three choices wet your appetite i just put wet appetite for second half why because you're only allowed 25 characters 
I know it should have been wet, W-H-E-T, your appetite to be completely grammatically correct. Well, you got to make some edits if you want to get it in. So I put wet appetite for second half, and I got about nine responses. It's W-H-E-T, Jody. Yeah, I know. Uh, please try and uh, curb your uh, right. high school grade teacher n- needs when I do these things. But 65% said uh, getting ready for the second half, excited yeah. for it. And then they came out and laid that egg last night. And and, and um, your spelling aside, which, yes, I don't particularly care or worry about, but uh, you know that social media is full of people who want to be right and want you to be wrong. That's that's one of the five essentials of social media. I'm right, you're wrong, including yeah, spelling. Fine. Don't worry about it. Don't sweat it. Um, yesterday's And they have been good as of late. They won the three against the Marlins going into the All-Star break, pitched really well. Uh, but yesterday's game kind of showed you all of the faults that they do have, which give you doubts. All right. So let me run through them. Kyle Gibson, who's been very up and very down and had been pretty good. And I think his last three or four starts got waxed. Uh, the defense was poor. Hoskins made that horrible play on the cutoff. You, the bull, I'm, Go ahead. No, I was just saying oh. uh, spot on right. Yeah, okay. Uh, the bullpen was pretty bad, uh, starting with Familia. Remember how we hated the Familia signing when it happened? We were right. Well, you might have been right. I actually thought it was an okay sign. Oh, okay. <laughs> I didn't. I can't, can't, can't take credit for that one. Uh, I thought it and, was and another, right. another just dreadful night by Nick Castellanos, who's the three-hole hitter, who grounded out four times and struck out once and – is hitting just 248 um, with a 664 OPS, not what you thought you'd get for that um, five-year, $100 million contract. So, Jody, it's one game. I don't know about you. It's, you. You don't take much out of it. This is, as they say, you burn the tapes, you flush it away, you move on. Today it's Zach Wheeler versus Marcus Stroman, and, and you just kind of you look at it that way. That's what you have to do because it is at the end of the day, it's one of 162. But it had a little bit more importance because it was the start of the second half. And yes, for you Twitter holics out there, I know it's not exactly the second half, it's well into the second <laughs> half because it's you're, past the You're taking this very personally. Yeah, I do. I'm sorry. Don't let these people under your skin. Little, Come on. Little sensitive. Uh, That's fair their skin. goal. What can I tell you? I'm fair skinned and it's hot out, and I need more uh, sunblock um, and spelling block and everything else. Uh, But, yeah, I know it's just one game, but it did kind of denote something, and it denoted that this team has still got issues and holes. And I wasn't worried that Dave Dombrowski would be overconfident with this bunch. I think he knows that upgrading is still a necessity. But in case you were worried that maybe they played well enough in the first half and, hey, they were in a playoff spot at the end of the first half of the season – yeah, he's got to see after the game last night. I still got my work cut out for me. Sure. Now, the the one thing that gives you heart, although yesterday's game would have really kind of fallen into it, is they have an easy schedule for the rest of the year. Um, the Cubs, of course, being part of that. I was going to say, what, what, I know. What, didn't we start that last yes, night? Yes. So 69 remaining home, 69 remaining games, excuse me, 33 against the five worst teams in the National League, 42 of them against teams below 500. They still have 11 left with the Nationals, who are terrible. They still have seven with the Pirates, seven with the Reds. Uh, they play the Diamondbacks. They have nine with the Marlins. So, you know, my expectation, and I'm, I, I don't know if yours is the same, 
um, is that they will make the playoffs, that there are – all right, let me just do this real fast. There are six playoff spots. We agree the Mets and the Dodgers and the Braves are pretty much locks at this point. And one team from the Central because somebody's got to win that division. Right, okay, fine. Four of the six are pretty much locked up. Okay, four of the six. So there would be – there's there's five teams going for the other three spots, but you're right. One of them is going to go either to the Brewers or the Cards. So there's four teams then going for two spots, the Padres, the Brewers or Cards, the Giants, and the Phillies. Um, if you believe the projections from fan graphs, the Phillies have the lowest percent going into last night, 47%, Giants 49 If you go to 538.com, which did 199,000 simulations, Jody, <laughs> that'd be a fun afternoon, they have a 66% chance. I don't know. What do you think? Yeah. Do you want me to take my Philly colored glasses off? Yes. And tell you, I think yes. it's a toss up. I, I, it's a fifty-fifty. Can they make it? Will they miss it? Uh, if you say, Jody, get get off the fence, go fifty-one forty-nine. I'll go fifty-one forty-nine. Now, you want me to put my Philly glasses back on? Yeah, I'm more like sixty-forty, but that's with rooting interest included, which we shouldn't really do. Um, I, I'm not going to get nuts because they not only lost last night but looked ugly doing so. But um, my opinion was going into the All-Star break that they were probably going to be a playoff team, so I'm not going to change it because they didn't lose out to two of the teams they would be competing with, the Cardinals and Giants, both lost last night too. Okay. One other thing uh, about last night because there was, you know, everybody was really interested, okay, this game's on Apple. What is that going to be like? Uh, I thought it was a terrible broadcast. Um, on the plus side, the picture, my picture seemed crisper. I don't yes. know if you felt the same. Absolutely. On the other hand, it was jumpy. When guys were running, it didn't, it didn't quite seem, I, I don't know, fluid to me. And the broadcast team, I, you know, I know it's easy to risk broadcast teams uh, because they're not yours and you're used to your guys and I want Tom McCarthy and I want Fransky and I want Merrill. Jody, they wouldn't be quiet for a second. They wouldn't let it breathe, and I, by the third inning, found them completely annoying regardless of the score of the game. Not only did they not let it breathe, but when they were talking, what they were saying was completely either inaccurate and they made uh, just blatant mistakes and or it was uninteresting. Mm -hmm. I thought the broadcast was pretty damn poor, and yeah, I try and take myself out of listening to my usual broadcasters. You get that with baseball. Uh, You know it's 150-something because they have all these specialized games in other outlets where they can cash big checks for national broadcasts. So it's 150-some-odd times, and yes, I do really like our, our broadcast teams here in Philadelphia. They were just bad. Because I watch other games. I watch the MLB Network all the time. Other games, they pick up feeds from other towns, and it's not a team that I'm rooting for. And I'm like, and they're perfectly fine. No, that was just a just from a an announcer standpoint, a bad, a, a poor, very poorly announced game. I didn't get that jumpy thing on my TV, and the picture do, did seem much clearer, much sharper, much brighter, and they even had different camera angles. So from a technological standpoint, I thought it was interesting, and I it was different, and I kind of liked it. But from the announcing standpoint, I thought it was awful. Did you like the little box in the corner that kept telling you 24% chance of RBI? Oh, no, that's a strike, 23% chance of RBI. 
a little much. I, I, hated it. <laughs> I hear what you're saying, just, but please, but again, because it was me, different. Let breathe. Let me watch the game. Because it was different, and, and it was small enough, because sometimes the graphics they put on, you got no choice but to read them, because they take up uh, a third of the screen as just a little thing in the corner. You could ignore it if you wanted to. Okay. They, they uh, and tomorrow's game, by the way, is on Amazon. I remember that one last year. Um, I understand. On, uh, tomorrow's Peacock. A Peacock, excuse me. Last year was Amazon. Tomorrow is Peacock. Excuse me. Can't keep can't keep my streamers straight, <laughs> uh, which is a problem as you grow older. Um, anyway, I just um, I know that it's a money grab by baseball. I understand that in what their explanation is is they're bringing it to more of an audience, and it's you know more people will get to see the game more ways and so on. But uh, I don't know. Just give me what I like. Uh, I, I I didn't I didn't need it at all. And you're right. They were both. They, they alternated between bore, being boring and incorrect, and that was nothing that I really needed to see. Good news is, I don't know about you, I left after five. I stayed till at least the seventh, okay. um, but uh, yeah, I was watching wrestling by the time uh, Mr. Stubbs took the mound in the ninth. Which, by the way, people always talk about, you got an issue with that? Non-pitcher pitching? Not when you're down ten runs. I don't either. Late, no. Some I didn't like when Gabe Kapler you're... would do it. A lot and early and so on. I mean, you do have whatever eight relievers on your team, but I understand it's a it's a Friday night game, and you got games today and tomorrow, and it's hot. You're going to go through a lot of pitchers, and that game was was lost. So I don't have problems with it in a blowout. Nor do I. And some people do. Be, what do you mean? Everyone just had four days off. How are your pitchers not ready? Yeah, but who cares? The game's over. You lost. Do whatever you have to do. Whatever is best for your ball club. I don't have a problem with it. Yeah, okay. Um, 215-592-9494. we got a lot going on today um, that uh, we are, we're looking forward to sharing with you. We're going to get some Eagles talk in. Training camp opens on Tuesday. Boy, Jody, you know the players are really going to love to be coming when it's uh, 120 degrees out there. Yeah, but it could have been worse. Could have opened this week. A couple teams did with the Hall of Fame game, so we're at triple digits couple of days uh, i i know it's supposed to be hot next week too it's not like it's going to drop back down into the 70s but i think next week is going to be less than what this past week was dave zangaro of nbc sports philadelphia is going to join us we have uh, what we're watching coming up in the 11 o'clock hour jody and i are going to give our favorite shows so far of 2022 i got mine i'm looking forward to hearing yours as well and um coming up in the next segment, we kind of got a little bit of a late start today. Charles Barkley. Hey, when Charles Barkley calls in, I have no problem with Howard going late. That, exactly. that, that, no problem at all. Um, anyway, uh, so kind of put off to the next segment. What really is, the, I think, the big story of this week and something that is an interesting story for talk radio because I think the people are very divided on this. I actually don't know how you feel about this, Jody, but the Sixers announced plans to build their own arena at the cost of their the cost that they will pay of 1.3 billion um, right in the middle of Center City, 10th and Market, uh, the former gallery. This is a this is a very controversial project for many many reasons. We're going to explain our thoughts on that and get yours coming up. 215-592-9494 with Jody McDonald, I'm Glenn Mack now. 
Saturday morning on 94 WI. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. From their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system, wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odyssey podcast all lowercase go to shopify.com slash odyssey podcast now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in shopify.com slash odyssey podcast we get it attention spans just aren't what they used to be heads in social media and eyes on netflix but what do people do with their ears well for one they're listening to audio americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day oh and you want the proof well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Saturday morning, 94 WIP, along with Jody McDonald. I'm Glenn Mack now. So the big news of the week, Jody, and I um, I talked about this last Saturday. A little birdie was in my ear, and I, and I talked about it um, last weekend. So not a surprise, the Philadelphia 76ers announced plans to build their own arena, uh, at the, which they will fund, they say. A uh, $1.3 billion project not to open until 2031, Jody Mack. So you and I will be old men when we uh, toddle down there years from now, nine years from now, uh, at, uh, at Market Downtown between 10th and 11th, the former gallery. So I want to I set this up. Let me ask you a couple questions. Good idea, bad idea. First of all, good idea just that they've decided to build their own arena. It's it's they're right. They can do whatever the hell they want. They're a private business. If they want to build their own arena and the fact that they're offering to do it on every one of their own dimes, I'm I'm kinda like you. When I see it, I'll believe it. I'm not gonna say they're, they're full of it when when push comes to I don't know, maybe they will. But I don't know that's the case. I, I'm just gonna take a wait and see attitude on that. But if they want out of the Wells Fargo Center, that is absolutely their right. 
and it hasn't always been a hand-in-hand partnership between Comcast and the 76ers, so I'm not uh, I'm not surprised that this became a conversation, and it needs to be, even though it is nine years down the road. If they're going to do it, it takes time, and a lot of uh, hoops have to be jumped through, so I'm not surprised that it has become a uh, story like it has. The only, uh, the only surprise for me in terms of the timing of the announcement was they kind of stepped on their own James Harden thing. I mean, they signed James Harden, which was a nice deal, and that that kind of got, that story got lost to me. Just the timing as a PR person, I would have said, "Hey, hold it for a week or two. But fine, yes, you got to do it nine years ahead. Hey, listen, my my bottom line just on the question of should they have their old arena, their own arena, excuse me, is good for them, right? Everybody wants to be a homeowner as opposed to a tenant, right? That's one of the goals in life, right? Instead of their paying rent to Comcast, they have their own place. They can make their own decisions. They can pick the dates they want, and they're also, it will be interesting down the road because I assume with this new arena, they're going to compete with the Wells Fargo Center for concerts and other events and so sure. on. It's, it, it's, a, it's a real, it, this is not good news for Comcast, right? We agree on that. No, they, they will lose out on certainly as the Sixers as a tenant, and as you say, competition for other events. The, the building's not going to go dark on every night the Sixers were supposed to play, but it might be a uh, show that doesn't put the same kind of fannies in seats. It's not a given income for the Flyers. So, yeah, oh, yeah, the Flyers are going to take a hit with this. Right. You're splitting the baby, which is not, it's not my concern. It's not our concern, but it's a, it's a reality. As far as they're going to they're gonna pay the whole thing themselves, um, I admire that vow. I do have my doubts because even if they're going to just do the construction of the building itself, you have roads, you have infrastructure, you have money to SEPTA. They're going to definitely have to sink a lot of money into improving SEPTA down there. Now, that's not necessarily a bad thing. Right. Uh, and the city and the state and the feds really do need to put money into rebuilding Philadelphia and, I mean, the infrastructure everywhere but there. But I I just doubt this is going to be the freebie that they're, that they're promising. And they're going to get a lot of tax breaks. Again, I'm not saying that's a terrible thing. It's the cost of doing business. But just to be honest about it, it's not like uh, they're not going to foot the whole bill. Correct. So here's my second question. Um. How do you feel about the location? This city, since I moved here and since you moved here, has always been maybe the only one in the country where all of the four teams play down in that same area, that complex down in South Philadelphia. It's always been that way. While teams have talked about going to other locations, it hasn't happened. How do you feel about them splitting up and specifically being downtown? Right. When you and I came to town, you beat me by a couple of years at the Inquirer before I jumped on to WIP in 1990. Uh, Our whole existence in Philadelphia has been South Philly because it was the vet and it was the spectrum. And then we got uh, the first. Well, first up was Wells Fargo, which what was the first course? Uh, Core states. Right. And then the FU. The FU Center. (laughs) We've had a couple Great. of different yeah, uh, sponsors yeah, yeah. for that building. Wachovia that, it was Wachovia for a while. Wachovia snuck yeah, in there. Good yeah, one, Mac. Yeah, well, uh, that was, I think, about two months. All right. Uh, so we, we started in 96 and then got the link in Citizens Bank Park after they blew up the vet in 2003-2004. So our 30-plus years for both of us have always been spent in South Philly. It'll be different because it will be different. It will be cool. 
And if you're asking me, I can give you my general impression. Yeah. But I think as sports talk show hosts, we have to think of everybody that when you're going to put forth an opinion on how it's going to work, you need to look at everyone, not just yourselves. I would be okay with it because I am going to be one of those guys who can take mass transit. I'm going to be able to take the speed line in from Jersey, ample parking over here. It's only three bucks to come across. It's not a bad cost. As a matter of fact, it'll be a hell of a lot less than whatever it's going to You're going to have to pay to park to get in there. It's not that inconvenient. So just from a very personal level, I'd be okay with it. But truth be told, for the entire region, how the hell are they going to park all those cars? And I saw one person suggest that they expect 55% of the people to take mass transit. Not unless they do some major upgrading of the subway system in Philadelphia. I, I assume the uh, speed line will also get a refurbishment as well because there'll be more people taking that. I, I think that's a very generous number that 55% of the people will just go, oh, okay, I'll take mass transit instead. Some will have no opportunity because it just, that's not where they're coming from. And it doesn't make any sense for them to do it. It's going to take twice as long to do it via uh, mass transit. And they're going to say, I'm not going to be bothered. So that's my big issue. Traffic's traffic. Traffic's everywhere. You and I have both sat in traffic in the parking lots down at Citizens Bank Park and a link and can't get on 95. So that's that's something that anywhere you put it, will it be worse in Center City? Of course it will. But traffic's traffic, and you have to factor that in when you decide to go to a game. But parking, I think, is going to be a stone-cold nightmare, Glenn Mack. I think it's going to be a terrible idea for what you just said, uh, plus more. I think that while it seems cool that we'll have a, you know an arena downtown and everybody will come into the city and you go to the restaurants and the bars and so on, and that's really cool, it's going, it's going to be that nightmare times 10. I don't know where you're going to put 10,000 parking spots. It's probably not 10,000, 6,000 parking spots, right? I uh, 8,000. I have no idea where you're going to put that. You can't really put parking garages for games because you ever been to an event where everybody tries to get out in a parking garage afterward? Oh, yeah. Oh, I mean, yeah. That, <laughs> I went to um, last week. My wife and I went to see To Kill a Mockingbird down um, by the at the uh, Academy of the Arts, which was a great show, and I don't know how many people go to that, a thousand, and trying to get out of that parking lot next door, which is a five-story one, took us like 45 minutes. You have a game, so you can't do that, so you need, you, uh, not street parking, you need uh, lot parking, and I don't know where they're going to do that. It's crazy, and I know that it's really nice for people to say, well, everybody should take mass transit. And Jody McDonald, if you're going to take mass transit, more power to you. I admire you as a citizen and as a um, person who is environmentally conscious. That's no, great. It, it has nothing to do with it. Please do not. <laughs> hey, I'm giving you credit, man. Take I know credit. you are. I'm not no, taking don't, it. It's don't argue it's with a compliment. It's convenient. That's the only reason why I'm signing on. Because it will actually be easy. Well, I don't know if it'll be easier, but uh, getting out of the, the, the Lincoln on a football Sunday, yeah, it'll be easier than that to go to a Sixer or a Fly. Uh, well, it won't be a Flyer game, just a Sixer game. Um, yeah, no, it's just because it makes my life easier. I'm, I'm not uh, as green as you're making me out. I may be Irish, but I'm not that green. It's just because it's going to be easier for me. One, That's the only reason why I'm signing on. One thing I always told my kids is never argue with a compliment. Always just take it. So okay. anyway, anyway. Um, but this is not a town where 
everybody wants to take mass transit. And to think that you're going to have 20,000 people coming in and a whole bunch of them on this on this transit system at, you know, between rush hour, basically, 6 to 7 at night, and then try to get them all out of there at 10, 30, 11? What if it's, a, if it's an overtime game? You got people coming out of I don't even know what time the trains run till. You got all those people coming out at that time. You got people who have little kids. Uh, I... I I hope this does not sound wrong. I think people are currently very worried about crime in the city and don't really want to be on SEPTA waiting for a train at that time of night. Um, I think it's I think it's a mistake for them. I do. I think this is this is not the right decision by them. And I'll, I'll say one other thing. I used to cover this stuff for the Inquirer. My previous life, I was the sports business writer for the Inquirer. One of the things I learned doing it for that time was that for people who think this is going to revitalize that part of Center City, I disagree. One of the things I learned is all of those projections of financial benefits from new stadiums and arenas, and it's all bogus. It's, it's, it's not true. It doesn't play out that way. There will be a lot of money coming in when they build it. You know, the construction costs and so on, that will create jobs, the one-time temporary jobs. And that's great. That's good. Although that would be anywhere. Um, The argument that this is going to really revitalize that area, it's going to be profitable for the 76ers. And your tickets will cost a lot more, rest assured. It's not going to bring that much to the surrounding neighborhood. One of the things that you have to realize is, so, Jody, they have figure... It's good the night when they have an event, right? They, so they got like 50 Sixers games a year, right, with preseason playoffs. That's good average. You'll get, I don't know, 20 concerts. Maybe you'll get the wings. you get something. 90, 100 nights a year, fair estimate. I think they'd hope for more than that, actually. Okay, well, I don't. whatever you want to put it. 120 nights a year, let's say. So 120 nights a year, you got something going on there. The rest of the time, you have nothing. And it is a full city block that's just, during the day, just a big monolith downtown that's taken up space. 90% of the time, it's doing nothing. It, it's, it is a lie. It is a misconception that this is going to be an economic boom for the city. I'm fine with the Sixers building an arena. I'm delighted that they want to build their own. I think the location is a big mistake for a lot of reasons and that people are deluded and that ultimately, look, wherever they go, Sixers fans are going to find their way to the game. But I think it's going to make it a lot harder for a lot of people who aren't going to want to go, and it will do virtually nothing to improve that neighborhood. Let me add one point to your point, and then I want to ask you a question before we get our next break in. Uh, one of the things I did see either written or uh, heard uh, someone mention, uh, upwards of a 1,000 new jobs when the arena is built. No, there's not. It's the same people that work down at the Wells Fargo Center now are going to have to work in two different spots as part-time workers in two different buildings. So they're making it sound like all these new jobs are going to be created. No, they're just going to be moved from South Philadelphia up to North, uh, up to Center City. Yep. So that's a misleading statement, yes. uh, which I laughed at when I, when I saw. And here's the other question. This is far from a done deal. 
this is a projection. This is a hope. This is a plan. This is something that they're looking to put in place. Uh, the articles that were written last month, earlier this month, whatever, three potential new locations, either the Navy Yard, which you and I have both been down there, there's space, they're trying to build that up. That seemed to make a lot of sense to me. Yeah. If yep. they're going to extend the Broad Street line down to that, make it easier, that would be a good thing for the city. That kind of made some sense. Or over to Camden, they've got the space. They've already dealt with the state of New Jersey. They could actually do it cheaper because they'd get more breaks because Jersey would like to add something like a professional team in South Jersey. They've got two up in North Jersey who are called the New York Jets and the New York Giants, even though they play in New Jersey. It'd be the same thing down here in South Jersey. Um, I thought that was a possibility. Do you think this is just... Or could be. I don't. I don't I'm not going to go so far as to say they're doing this knowing full well they're not going to end up there. But just leaving open the possibility, you had to, you had to pick one of them first to at least put the feelers into the water that there will be enough opposition to this that when they go elsewhere, they can go, well, we tried Center City, but we just couldn't do it. So that's why we have to go to New Jersey. That's the Spike Eskin theory. I heard, you know, he does those one-minute analysis uh, on the station, and he basically, I don't think he used this word, but he basically said it's its a Trojan horse, that it's, you know, that uh, they make everybody think they're going to do this, but they actually don't. I don't think that it, well, there, there's two parts of this question. I don't think they strategized, like, let's say we're going to put it here, but not expect to, and we'll assume we're going to put it somewhere else. I think they really do want to put it here. I think this is their goal. I you don't... think it's the number one choice? This is their number one choice, yeah. I okay. think they think it would be cool to be in the city, and they, they, for whatever reason, this is what they want to do. As to your other point, oh, it is definitely far from a done deal. Um, you know, and I think Mayor Kenny and a couple of people on council spoke kind of said like favorably about it. Mayor Kenny's going to be gone next year. Mayor right. Kenny's going to be eight years gone before this thing ever comes up. Whoever's going to be the mayor right now, we probably don't even know that person, right? So the people in power will be different. It is, and I don't want to you know get too heavy into the weeds and politics here, but it's going to get a lot of opposition from the adjacent neighborhood of Chinatown because people down there think it's going to basically make the neighborhood too expensive for them and gentrification is going to be something that's going to push all them out and it's going to destroy that neighborhood. And I, and I get their point. It's going to get a lot of opposition from local politicians. Um, yeah, it's hey, it's a hard thing to do. Again, I covered it. For the Inquirer, when Ed Snyder wanted to build and eventually did build the, the building now in South Philly, and that was a long freaking process with all kinds of steps and opposition and change the plans and move it across the street and so on. So it is not easy to get one of these done, and it is a lot harder to get it done when they're doing it as they're planning to do it. Um I, you know what? Let me sneak in one call here before the break, because I think, Jody, you and I really want to hear how people feel about this. Yep. I listen to a couple other shows, and, hey, it's a great sports talk radio issue because people are really split on it. Some people think it's a great idea. Some people, like me, think it's a terrible idea. So we want to know what you think. We'll start with Evan in Chester County. Evan, what do you think? Hey, guys. Good morning. How are you? Good morning. Good. Hey, listen. Yeah, I work in the Navy Yard, and uh, my, my point is is that you know, they want to put it in center city. You know, a lot of guys that are coming from the suburbs, uh, it's just so easy to hop on 95 and get right down there, Citizens Bank, the link. And, you know, there's a lot of abandoned buildings um, in the Navy Yard. 
And I just feel like, you know, they could spend the money and put it there. Now, the Navy Yard does have a plan. They just released a couple weeks ago that they have a lot of construction going on right there. They're going to build it up, maybe put some townhomes, some new restaurants there. But there is so much empty space. They had an old airfield. I don't know if you guys know from when it was an actual Navy base back in Mm -hmm. the day. Yeah. But there's a lot of room back there. And then you can just hop right off 95 South, 95 North, and still get right there. There's, there's extra space for parking. To, to like get to your to get to your point, um, yeah. and and you're talking. I mean, basically, this is where the buildings are now. Okay, so if you live in Jersey, as Jody does, you hop over the Whitman Bridge and you're in Jersey. If you live out in off City Line Avenue, as I do now, you get on the Schuylkill. Now, I'm not saying there's not traffic because there's always traffic, but. It's going to be a lot easier. You can get to Delaware on 95. You can get to Bucks County going 95 north. You can get to Center. You can get anywhere. It's, it's, here's a word that I learned in, in college, Jody. There's a confluence of roads <laughs> that all meet down there that, Evan, make it easy. And to get from Center City out at the, with a crowd is going to be impossible. Right. And, and if I could just add... The thing with SEPTA, I mean, you watch the news every morning. There's just, you know, it's just a lot of crime going on. They haven't really cracked down. And guys are people, not guys, but people are hesitant to take public transportation late at night, like you guys said a little bit earlier. So mm-hmm. that's just my two cents. And I feel like the Navy Yard would be a great location. But I got one other have... question for you. I'm sorry. Go ahead, Jody. And then I got no, one other question. Go ahead. Okay. You, you live out in Chester County. I don't know how close you live to Chester itself, but they built the soccer uh, stadium, and the yeah. promise was that was going to revitalize the whole neighborhood. That was going to lead to all kinds of things. Any idea if that's worked? I've been to a couple union games. My cousin works for the union, and I've been to uh, a handful of them. And, you know, it's a, it's a decent stadium right there on the waterfront, yeah. great area. But as far as taken away from the crime and everything else in that area, I just don't think that was the case at all. I appreciate oh. I appreciate your call, Jody. It's it's to my argument that they always say that you know you build an arena, everything around it is going to be great. They built that, st- and it's a night that you've been a Union game, right, Jody? No, we've never been to one. Oh, okay. I've been, and I don't even like soccer, but I've been. To I a was going to say, U- I'm surprised you've been. I, yeah, well, I've lost a bet or two, but anyway, I've been I've been down to that arena. It's a uh, stadium. Excuse me. It's a really nice stadium. It's in a nice location. I don't think it's helped any at all. I think it's part of the. Part of the big lie that stadiums and arenas uh, help you economically. I've seen the stadium. I've driven by it, but I've never actually gone to a game while it was being played. Um, Don't know what the impact is on Chester down there. Uh, As far as his point about the Navy Yard, you agree with me they would have to push the Broad Street line down past the current stadiums. I don't know how big a project that would be, but they've got – nine years to do it i think they should be able to pull it off in nine years if that's where step two takes them instead uh i still think jersey is a possibility glenn i it's it's really nice that the sixers are saying they're going to pick up the entire tab oh i can guarantee you the best tab would be jersey because jersey will bend over backwards to get another professional sports team and they know full well they can't make them call them the Jersey Sixers, and that would be a deal breaker, I think, on the Sixers' part. Uh, but they already bought into the New York Jets and the New York Giants playing in the state. I think they'd uh, do right by the Sixers the same way they did for the practice facility if they wanted to move their main arena over there. Yeah, it's like a whole industry for Jersey, isn't it? 
Yeah, they're good at like sharing the uh, wealth. Yeah. Uh, so uh, my taxes are high enough, and they'll probably go up a little bit. But uh, the money I will no, save. Supposed not to lower. To... Supposed to lower your taxes. Yeah, bring yeah. all this, you know, economic revival, Jody. Right, Glenn Mac now just educated me on that. I know that that doesn't work, uh, but I will be saving that toll that I got to pay to go across <laughs> the bridge to go to the game. So Good I don't enough. know if that's going to balance the books, but I can at least say, yeah, yeah, my my Easy Pass bill is less than. What is the toll now? Is it six, I do Easy Pass. So I don't know. Is it six bucks? Six bucks. Yeah. Well, there you go, Jody. You go, you go to twenty games a year. You save one hundred twenty bucks. There you go. Boom. Uh, All right. Boom. Right in my pocket. All right, we're late for a break. 215-592-9494. We would love to know your thoughts on this. We'll talk about the Phillies bringing the Eagles in the 11 o'clock hour. Jody McDonald, Glenn Mack now on 94 WIP. Jody McDonald, Glenn Mack now, Saturday morning, 94 WIP. We're going to talk Eagles football at uh, 11. And Dave Zangaro will join us, actually, talk some Eagles at noon. And Jody and I, what we're watching, we'll review our favorite shows of the year. How many think we'll have in common? Probably a lot, because I got five. Uh, you told me you were going to come up with ten. I I could have put a couple in there that I watched but gave up on, and yeah, I yeah. can't. No, you got like yeah, putting I don't them. Want, yeah, I don't want anything in. Yeah, I got five. I got five uh, ones that I will certainly be watching going forward. Sweet. Uh, let's talk to Jack in Santa Barbara. Jack, what hey. is going on this morning? Uh, well, Prof, I want to let you know I graduated last Saturday. So you know what? Admit- that is a, a man of your advanced age. <laughs> a man in his seventies to be getting a college degree like that is something to really be proud of. Well, I'm going to be a writer for the rest of my life. So uh, here I am playing guitar and writing. All of it's new. Living oh. the dream. Yeah. So, hey, Jody, how you doing, buddy? Very good, Jack. Good to catch up, bud. Yeah. Well, when I read this thing about Benson Market, and I'm going, <laughs> oh, we're putting it here because of the transit advantage and the fashion area and I'm like excuse me <laughs> so so I think they're they're like copying what was done in San Francisco where they moved from Oakland mm-hmm. to downtown San Francisco but those are cities that like New York and San Francisco are cities where people do take transit I, I can't see that happening in Philly, and you guys were illuminating that. Uh, yeah, so. I think it's I think it's a tough one. And Jody, listen, you grew up around New York. Something yeah. tells me that, and I've seen the comparisons. Like, oh, people in New York do it, Madison Square Garden. Slight difference in people's habits, Jody. Habits and actual train lines. That there, there, there yeah. are about. 30 different subway lines in New York. We've got a handful in Philadelphia. So the comp between New York and Philadelphia, the comp between New York and anywhere else doesn't even begin to compute. Well, I mean, here's another point of view. Okay, remember when they were going to put uh, Citizens Bank Park at at Broad and Spring Garden? Do you remember that? Yeah, sure. Yeah. Okay. Well, when I left town, Northern Liberties was what we called Skid Row, okay? Now it's all gentrified. So my question is, is there a gentrification that is happening in inner-city Philadelphia 
that they're forecasting and that they're they're buying into that uh, increased gentrification from the waterfront west. Well, uh, I well, don't, I don't know about from the water. And thanks, Jack. I mean, the area around Tenth and Market is it's always been primarily a business area. But it does border Chinatown, which is a business and residential area. And it, I mean, Chinatown is a fine neighborhood, and people live there. But I understand, and again, now we're getting into economic development. I don't know how much our audience wants to dive too deep into that, but I understand the concern in Chinatown is that it's going to kind of push us out. And, you know, people like where they live. They don't want to be pushed out. Um, John in Bryn Mawr joins us. Hey, John. Hey, good morning. How you doing, Glenn? All right. Hey, um, this is a pipe dream, this whole arena um, down in Center City. Um, and with that previous call I was talking about, when all that talk about putting Citizens Bank and possibly the link, uh, my sister was on the city council back then. And um, there, there's, I'm sure you know this, there's a ratio of, you know, how many attendees to public transportation and, and the amount of parking garages. And we're just not built for. I mean, New York, like like Jody just said, how many lines they have, you know, whether it be subway, bus, whatever, L, and we're not built for it. And um, and also, you know, the mayor, whoever it's going to be at the time, has to approve. And all the residents that live down there are going to fight it until they're dead. And it, it's just, it, we're, it's not going to happen. And what Spike was saying, how, you know, maybe this is just, you know, a, a little scam so that um, the stadium can be built, you know, across the river. I truly believe that. If it goes anywhere, if this thing does get built, it's going to get built, you know, in Jersey. I wish, you know, there's so much waterfront land north of Penn's Landing and that is starting to get developed. I don't know if you guys have noticed I know, that. I do know this, and, and we got to run and hit a break, but thanks, John. Good stuff. I do know this. I, Jody, you go to other cities, right? I mean, you go to New York, obviously, in the, in the waterfront, New York. You go, to, you, you go down to Baltimore. You've been down to Orioles games down in Baltimore, sure. Jody. Right? Their waterfront is great. And Philadelphia, this is the one thing I've never understood. All these years I've lived here. We have no waterfront. Camden's done stuff on the waterfront. Philly's done nothing on the waterfront. I'm not saying you should build a stadium there, but to me, it's it's an area that really ought to be ought to be developed, ought to be used. And thirty plus years now living here, I would agree with you that that they put some some decent clubs and stuff down there on on front. And so I can't say they've done nothing. Could they have done more? Yeah, I'm in agreement with you. Two one five five nine two ninety four ninety four. We will keep this conversation going, and we will add in. What do we know? Sunday, Monday, Tuesday. Three days. Three days from the Eagles reporting. We'll get some football talk coming up next. Two one five five nine two ninety four ninety four with Jody McDonald. I'm Glenn Mack now on ninety four WIP. Listen to every MLB game live. The deep left center field. It is high. It is far. It is gone. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. And watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at-bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field. It's going to go. Alvarez ties the game. Subscribe to at-bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.